Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is one that really kind of grabbed the headlines from the Toronto situation. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Burlington Mayor Goldwing uh, announced that he has uh, had talks with the Ontario government about uh, taking water down away from Hamilton and making it part of Burlington. I mean, that's the essence of it. You can use whatever verb you want here, annexing, uh, whatever. Uh, It uh, obviously sent shockwaves around Hamilton City Council. There was a committee meeting going on at City Hall yesterday when word of this broke, and uh, a number of councillors reacted rather angrily to this. And I'm sure you've seen some of their quotes and some of their tweets over the last uh, 24 hours or so. Uh, It also has caused some concerns, of course, in Burlington. I mean, we are in the middle of a municipal election right now, and this is a rather uh, interesting twist as to what could be going on uh, in Burlington, certainly, but also in Waterdown. Uh, Burlington Mayor Rick Goldwing joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, talk about uh, his possi- the possibility of this happening. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us again. Yeah, it's good to be with you, Bill. Uh, busy time for you. Give us your idea and, and the rationale for, for uh, what you said yesterday and, 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 uh, and the ramifications of. Well, first of all, you know, I think the big story you want to talk about is Waterdown. Yep. And I want to point out the fact that this is not a new idea. This was considered about 18 years ago. Um, and uh, people took a hard look at it. Actually, yeah. actually, it goes beyond that. I remember if you recall back in the early 70s when there was discussion about regional government, this was being discussed too. Well, there's a lot of things being discussed about regional government in the early 1970s, including the idea of, of Burlington being part of Hamilton-Wentworth, and then, of course, Burlington became uh, part of Halton Region. But in any event, the the new provincial government uh, will be taking a hard look at how municipal government functions and the structure of municipal government as obvious by their their work in Toronto. And uh, so the idea of Waterdown being part of Burlington is not new. It was discussed in a lot of detail about 18 years ago. I look at the fact that the growth impacts in Waterdown of the 6,500 units that are in the process of being built over the last, uh, what, 10 years or so and continue to be built, the impact on that and uh, on that growth in Burlington is, is significant. Um, in fact, the city of Hamilton has committed to pay 95% of the cost to widen Waterdown Road in Burlington because of the volume of traffic that's being created in Waterdown uh, to come down Waterdown Road into into Burlington. What other jurisdiction, is there an example anywhere else in the province where an adjacent uh, adjacent city is paying um, another city 95% of the cost uh, to widen the road? So that's just an example of the, the growth impact on the city of Burlington. I look at Kearns Road uh, in Tyendaga, and we had to block southbound traffic on Kearns Road uh, because of the volume of traffic from Waterdown that was coming down uh, on Kearns Road, which is a residential road uh, right through Tyendaga that goes all the way down to the service road. So we had to block the, block the uh, southbound traffic, and that's simply because of the growth that's happening in Waterdown. So this idea has been discussed before. I believe it uh, makes sense from a governance point of view. I think it'll be about providing uh, a better government um, for the people of Waterdown and Burlington. The tie-in here, I, I understand, because you're right. Historically, there is some 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 uh, some commonality here between these two things, and 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 you're concerned, by the way, about intensification and 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 what's going on in 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 Burlington right now is well documented. You've talked about that many times when you've been on uh, doing your your mayor town hall here over the last number of years. So the, so that's that's on the table. I mean, I don't think there's any debate about that. 
But uh, it, it just, uh, I think it shocked an awful lot of people to see this coming out uh, all of a sudden, uh, it, it, that you had already had discussions with the, the provincial government. When did that begin? Oh, uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the idea was floated in the, uh, in the ministry, or the minister's uh, office, and uh, the idea was not, uh, nobody dismissed the idea. Uh, they, they, the message I got back was they're doing a review of uh, municipal governments, or will be, and that they're open for discussion on a lot of different ideas. I, I assume then, Mr. Mayor, that you're the one that initiated that conversation. Yes, no, I, I was the one who brought it up, absolutely. All right, and who did you talk to specifically? Um, well, I, I was connecting with uh, Jane McKenna, our MPP, um, who uh, put me in touch with or, or brought my views to the minister's office, and she relayed that uh, the minister was up for that discussion. What about time frames here? I, I mean, we've already seen this government act, uh, well, some people would say in an arbitrary fashion, with, with what they're doing with Toronto City Council right now. Uh, what do you envision, if in fact the, the ministry is, is amenable to talking about this, uh, do you anticipate this happening sooner than later? I anticipate once the Toronto issue is dealt with, that the Ministry of Municipal Affairs will go on to look at you know, broader issues across the province of Ontario and, and trying to make sure that uh, municipal government is, a, is efficient and is effective and is, uh, um, is responsible financially uh, to the taxpayers of their uh, municipalities. So they're going to be taking a hard look at a, at a lot of different things. The structure, um, 50 years ago was when regional government came in, and uh, my understanding is there's a potential to review the merits of, uh, of regional government. We saw the... Um, uh, the uh, premier cancel elections for regional chair in different uh, regional municipalities. So that's a sign to me that they are they are interested and they're going to take a hard look at uh, municipal governments across the province. And in certain areas, they're going to review it a lot more than others. Have you had any conversations with uh, any of the elected officials from the, the Waterdown area? Uh, I did talk to uh, Judy Partridge uh, briefly yesterday, and I sent her the media release. And uh, so that conversation, has that taken place yet, or is, are, are meetings about to be set up? So, no, I, I've, had a, I've had a brief discussion with Judy. I, I told her what I was um, bringing forward, and um, she appreciated me giving her uh, the heads up, and she uh, was um, interested in discussing the idea further. Given the relationship between the two cities, Mr. Mayor, and, and there's been, a, a, as we've discussed on, on your town halls, a great deal of collaboration over the last number of years, uh, working together as opposed to trying to butt heads on certain issues, uh, would a courtesy phone call to Hamilton City Hall may have been ordered here we, before we had this announcement? So, as I said, um, Bill, this idea has been, been around for a long time, and I was simply uh, uh, floating... Uh, the idea uh, for the provincial government to consider, and obviously there has to be a lot more ongoing discussion and thoughtful discussion and and uh, deep analysis about the merit of the idea. Lots more to discuss, and I know that this is actually just part of what you were talking about yesterday, and uh, a, a number of uh, other issues that, that have arisen as a result of this, including, by the way, the Places to Grow document and, and intensification, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we'll have lots more time, I guess, to discuss, discuss that. Uh, in, in future days, but I do appreciate you jumping in early uh, on this one anyway, Mr. Mayor, and letting us know what your position is. Thanks so much for this. I, I know we'll talk about it more as we go down the road here. Absolutely. Thanks so much.
Thanks, Bill. Burlington Mayor Rick Goldwing. Uh, with what a lot of people thought was a shocking uh, discussion yesterday about Burlington actually uh, taking over Waterdown, and Waterdown becoming part of that city as opposed to Hamilton. We're going to hear from Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger in just a, a little while, and we're going to open the lines up and get your thoughts on this, too, whether or not Waterdown should join Burlington, leave Hamilton and join Burlington. Uh, we'll open up the lines in just a couple of minutes. But I want, I do want to bring in uh, the councillor for that area. Judy Partridge, of course, is the uh, the city councillor for Hamilton, at least for now it's for Hamilton, uh, for the Waterdown area. She joins us on the Bill Kelly Show. Judy, thanks for jumping in. I appreciate the time today. Oh, no problem, Bill. I'm always delighted to join you on air. Thanks very much for asking. When did you hear about this? Um, well, I heard about it yesterday, of course. I mean, it's all over the news. But, um, you, you know, I, I did have a heads up that, that the conversation was going to take place. And your thoughts on this? Well, you know what? I, ha- I have to tell you that this has been a long simmering issue, as you well know, back to the days when you were on council. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, we share three borders with Burlington. To the, uh, to the north, we have Milton, we have uh, Burlington, and then to the south, we have Burlington. And so the people up there naturally affiliate with the Burlington community and with, with Halton region. You know, the Mountsburg um, uh, is up in our area, and that's part of Halton region, even though it's within, located within uh, the city of Hamilton boundaries. Um, but yeah, and, and as far as I'm concerned, Bill, it's not just about Waterdown, because to me, it's a non-starter discussion unless it includes all of uh, East Flamborough, which would be east of Highway 6. And, uh, but you know what? I'm open to having a discussion anytime, anyplace with anyone about anything to do with our governance. Well, and your your point's well taken. I mean, this has been going on. I, I was going to say since amalgamation, it goes all the way back oh, to regional government. Goes back that. way regional way government, really, back that. in the nineteen seventies. Yeah. Uh, when when that, the provincial government of that day had decided to impose regional government on us, uh, and and you know, if there were flames of discontent, then it became a roaring fire during amalgamation. And I know there's still a free Flamborough movement that's going on up there. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure there's some candidates that are going to be running on that. But but is is there that much of an opposition to it right now, uh, Judy, that, that people would actually gravitate to this idea? Well, I think whenever the conversation is, is brought to the forefront, and you know now we've had some overtures from, uh, from Burlington, from, through Mayor uh, Goldring, um, and whenever that conversation arises, there, people want to talk about it, because there is this simmering, you know, under the surface um, about the whole amalgamation and about that whole relationship and of course bill you you know you know we just went through a ward boundary review within the city of hamilton and literally west flamborough was blown apart by the uh, ontario municipal board council did have an opportunity to appeal that and in fact the lawyer the outside council that we had did recommend that we appeal it and um, you know potentially it could have uh, we could have won it council decided not to do that so there's there's a a, a lot of resentment out in uh, in the rural areas uh, because we, you know, we were seen to not fight for Flamborough and, and keeping it intact. So now that that discussion uh, has come forward about, you know, potentially another ward boundary ch- uh, or a boundary change, which could put uh, East Flamborough into uh, Halton region and, and into the city of Burlington, yeah, you know, people do want to talk about it. 
is this a situation, Judy, of the grass being greener on the other side? I mean, if you're looking for a better deal here, what assurances do you have you're going to get a better deal? I, I know everybody out there complains about taxes. Everybody in Ancaster complains about taxes. Everybody in Benbrook complains about taxes. I, I know people in Burlington that complain about taxes. So what's, what's the advantage for this to happen, in your opinion, if it does happen? Well, first of all, it's very, very early days. We have not even sat down and had a formal meeting about this to discuss it. You know, the the conversation that uh, Mayor Goldring had with uh, Municipal Affairs Ministry, uh, you know, so now it's in the province's hands. But we've never had a formal discussion. There's never been a sit down to, you know, here's what we're thinking of or what would this look like? Um, we don't know. There's very early days. We've got a long way to go. And coming back to your, your you know, comment about taxes, yeah, our taxes are too high, okay? I don't care where you are in the city of Hamilton. Our taxes are too high. This council has worked incredibly hard over the past eight years for sure that I've been here at keeping our tax rate as low as possible and trying to have a fairness across the whole city. I'm not so sure that that's working for the outlying communities and, and, you know, people out there are feeling it. So is the grass greener on the other side? Well, we don't know that. And we really need to, you know, before we even ventured down that road, there needs to be lots of consultation, but there needs to be information uh, and, you know, based on data and facts for people to be able to evaluate in order to have an opinion on that. To say that our taxes are going to be lower, we don't know that. And, you know, that's, that's an inaccurate statement at this point because we have no, no facts and no scientific data to back it up. So you, you, this is just neighborly at this stage. In other words, there's no business case. There's certainly no financial case for this to happen. Well, we don't know that because we haven't even done the research on it. So, you know, I, I certainly don't see this as being anything other than a neighborly discussion. You know, I, I take absolutely no offense to it. I, and like I say, I'm, I think all of us need to, to just kind of chill out a bit and uh, just sit down and have the conversation. There is nothing wrong with having these conversations. Some of your council colleagues, though, you have responded uh, in, in a rather uh, rash fashion, I guess, uh, to use your, your word, uh, and, and obviously you're upset about this. I mean, there is a, a business case to be made, Judy, that the city of Hamilton, uh, since amalgamation, has invested a great deal of money into the, the Waterdown area with some of the development that's gone on there and made some commitments and, and actually followed through on some of those. Uh, I can understand their anger if well, they're thinking with the I money that's come into that. that. I don't dispute that, Bill, but remember, it's the developers who have been putting money into our community. And it was the province who mandated all of that growth for Waterdown. We didn't want it. But it was the province under Mike Harris at the time that mandated that growth. Mm -hmm. And yes, definitely, Hamilton, uh, you know, through the work on, on council that we've all been doing, is looking at, you know, has invested in our communities in terms of Glanbrook, Binbrook, Upper Stony Creek, Waterdown, everywhere where there's, there's massive growth taking place right now. And that all has to figure into the equation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, the, I guess, where the, you know, that's when the negotiations start happening, if in fact it's going to. Well, uh, if as, in fact as, they do. Yeah. yeah. It's early days, as you mentioned, Judy. Yeah. Listen, I, we got to do a break. I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for jumping in today. Okay, thank you, Bill. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Judy Partridge, of course, the counselor for Ward 15 in Hamilton. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Well, should Waterdown become part of Burlington? You heard from Burlington Mayor Rick Goldwyn just a few minutes ago here on the program uh, suggesting he's already had talks with uh, ministry officials at Queen's Park about this, and they 
we said, well, we're receptive to the idea. They didn't say it was a bad idea at all. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to agree with that. Judy Partridge says, well, we need to be open about that. She's the counselor for that area. I'm going to go to your phone calls in just a couple of minutes here. 905-645-3221. That's the number. 905-645-3221. Start 9900 toll free. Email bkelly at 900chml.com and on Twitter at chmlbillkelly. Should Waterdown become part of Burlington and leave Hamilton altogether? Uh, we'll get your thoughts on this. One quick email, though, before we uh, move on here. Uh, says, uh, so Goldbring is trying to pilfer another multi-million dollar asset from Hamilton for nothing. Shades of LaSalle Park, where the opening offer was just a buck. Uh, he goes on to write, somebody with the same name as him once said that the two cities were actually partners. Mayor Fred had better count his fingers after shaking hands with his quote-unquote partner. Hamiltonians still remember getting stiffed on the assignment of Aldershot to Burlington rather than our city. That's from Joseph, obviously an irate citizen. Uh, upon hearing these news. Thank you so much. We'll get some more emails in uh, just a couple of minutes. I want to bring uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger into the conversation, obviously. Mr. Mayor, thanks for the time. How are you today? Uh, I'm fine, thanks, Bill. How are you? <laughs> you don't sound fine. Uh, let, you didn't, let, uh, you didn't, I didn't drop the call, by the way. That wasn't me. No, I listen, totally understand that. Uh, by the way, I just saw in the Spectator on their online thing uh, today that apparently uh, somebody has said now that even up in Cambridge, somebody a uh, Cambridge councillor has sent letters to some of the folks in Sheffield saying, look, at, if you want to quit Hamilton and be part of uh, of, of that region, uh, the Cambridge region. So listen, the, the city seems to be disintegrating as we're talking here, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, you know, it's very unfortunate that we're stoking these uh, these kind of uh, you know amalgamation issues all over again. Uh, you know, we've come such a long way in over the past 18 years of healing the wounds and making investments, especially, uh, you know, water-down investments. So if we add them up, uh, Twin Pad Arena, some $17 million, the new library and seniors club, $7.5 million, Water Tower, south of uh, Highway 5, to improve the water quality issues in, in, in Waterdown, $6 million. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We've made massive investments and more on the way. And, uh, you know, to, to suggest uh, very cavalierly that we ought to just, uh, you know, just hide that off and send it over to Burlington, I think is outrageous. Now, I have a better idea, uh, and that really really speaks to efficiency, is that we, uh, we get back to talking about uh, bringing Burlington into the Hamilton fold. Uh, we can create a lot more efficiencies. We can actually reduce council to three. Uh, we could actually uh, have an integrated transit system and... Uh, Bring it, make it part of the one-tier system where we can integrate policing and water and waste management. All of that will create enormous amount of efficiency. So if there's a, if the discussion is about making for a more efficient government, I think we, uh, we could very well uh, start talking about a much better plan, which would include Burlington into the, into the Hamilton sphere. Well, that's uh, throwing some gasoline under the fire, but uh, what the heck. I want to get into that. Let's open these. If we're going to open these discussions up, then let's let's uh, let's then talk about what what really would make efficient uh, government, and uh, you know this would be far more efficient than just hiding off a little piece of Hamilton and sending it over to Burlington. Let me I, I ask you right up front, because Matt Goldwing was just here with us a couple of minutes ago and suggested that he's had discussions with people in the ministry about this, and, and they uh, seem to t- be telling him that, that the Ford government is actually going to be looking at this whole idea of regional government and, uh, quote-unquote, whether or not it can become more efficient. Uh, have you had any inkling at all that, that this was actually on the table? No, none, none whatsoever. I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, this is yesterday was a complete blindside. Uh, I hadn't heard any of this from the province. I, I met with the, the premier not too long ago. They, uh, you know, they've talked about in, the, in a public way more efficient government, but never said anything about rearranging boundaries between municipalities. Uh, you know that sort of thing. So it just hasn't come up. 
uh, this is uh, clearly a, a, a Rick Goldring initiative, and uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised that uh, that he's throwing this in the middle of an election, not unlike what they were doing in Toronto in terms of boundaries. You know, I, I'll, I'll point out one thing, and I think Councillor Partridge uh, talked about the ward boundary issue, and I think it's very unfortunate that uh, that there is kind of blame being laid at the, the city of Hamilton. You know, I. I supported a, uh, uh, the original consultant's report that said just add one more ward on the mountain in Hamilton and, and you can preserve all the rest of the, uh, the wards in the city of Hamilton, including the two wards in Flamborough. Uh, that was turned down by the majority of uh, council. I supported it. Uh, Councillor Partridge did not. And they decided to gerrymander their own ward boundary issues, knowing full well that there'd be an OMB challenge. And as a result, we ended up with... Uh, the uh, the result that we ended up with, and that's uh, very unfortunate, but certainly not caused by me. And uh, you know, some some of those that are now pointing the finger at the ward boundary issue ought to be looking at themselves and saying, uh, why didn't I choose that one additional ward on the mountain that would have resolved those issues? Well, yeah, and I had that, that discussion with those people and with other councillors, including Councillor Ferguson in Ancaster and some of the outlying areas, and said, you know, when they turned it down, so look at you roll the dice, you never know what you're going to get, and and they did, yeah. and now they're not happy yeah. about this. But this is not right. new, though, Mr. Mayor. You. This has been going on ever since the discussion about amalgamation was happening in the late 1990s, and there are still people out there, including some of the ones on city council uh, that represent that area, that point to Hamilton and said, you know what, they're the blame. It's always city council in Hamilton. It's always that damn city of Hamilton. That's why our taxes are sky high. And and th- this well, is, this. I mean, this is just the latest verse in that same song. So, so our taxes are, are, you know, relatively not sky high. This whole notion that we're the highest tax municipality in the province of Ontario is completely untrue. Uh, you know, all the evidence is there that uh, does not support that. Uh, on a comparable, uh, you know, per capita basis, we deliver our services uh, as well or even more efficiently than most other municipalities in the province. Uh, what what we do have is an assessment growth that is, uh, you know, eclipsing a lot of the tax rates. So in, specifically in Flamborough, they've had these, this assessment growth issue uh, really start to uh, affect their tax rates because of market value. Uh, if anyone wants to argue, you know, against market value assessment, uh, because that's what's been driving the uh, the tax rates of water down in, in Flamborough, uh, you know, feel free, go ahead. But, uh, you know, using, using an, an annexing tool to do that, uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Having said that, there, there are, you know, comparing taxes between, uh, you know, Hamilton and Burlington or Hamilton and Oakville is like apples and oranges. Uh, you know, Hamilton, older community, been here a long time, has older infrastructure, has, uh, you know, remediation sites that we need to deal with. We have Randall Reef to deal with, Harvard Quality issues to deal with, a significant amount of more social services, quite frankly, that, uh, that other municipalities will not have. So there's just no comparison between the two. We are, we, we tax for what we need. And uh, in Hamilton, our tax rate increases have been lower than they have been in Burlington. So we've been at or below inflation uh, the last four years and uh, intend to keep it that way. And so, you know what, this whole notion that that there is a comparison and, you know, people could do better if they moved to Burlington, well, you you might get a better tax rate, but sooner or later, that uh, the, the burdens of municipalities and growth and aging infrastructure is going to catch up up with you as it is now happening in Mississauga. So... Hazel McCann you know, kind of rode the gravy train for years that, you know, nothing but development and growth. 
And now they're having to, to invest mightily in transit infrastructure that they hadn't done in the past, um, some new and renewal of infrastructure. So all of those things kind of catch up with cities sooner or later. And so comparing one to the other is just uh, an apples and oranges comparison. There's just no rationale that, uh, that makes sense in that. So what are you going to do on an official basis here? Do you get in touch with the ministry? Uh, I, you know, well, I, Obviously, they, they've had discussions already, so somebody's talking about this. Well, you know, I get the sense that uh, that the mayor has just kind of laid it in their lap. I can't imagine that they would have said, hey, great idea, we'll start talking about it. Uh, it sounds to me like he's just made an announcement, and, uh, and you know, so far there hasn't been a lot of meat on the bones and no detail or no, no rationale associated with that. So I don't know what the conversation could possibly be other than, okay, well, th- thanks, mayor, uh, for, your, for your thought. But, uh, you know, obviously there, uh, there's much more to be had here, and... Uh, We'll see. There has well, been a lot of I discussion. I don't want to give it too much credibility, to be honest with you. I, I think it has more to do with, with local politics in Burlington. Uh, you know, there are, uh, there are significant concerns about uh, downtown uh, you know, towers being built, significant amounts of them being built. Uh, that that uh, the mayor supported and uh, the majority of council supported, and uh, you know others in the community aren't aren't as fond of that approach, and so now to try and kind of shift the blame from you know, your own decision making to the province of Ontario province of Ontario's growth strategy is a little bit rich since you've used that to justify the uh, the developments that you just finished approving. Well, what's so this do to the, what's well, this what's this do to the relationship between the two cities? I mean, there's been a sense of collaboration over the last couple of years. There uh, has. There has. And, and we've had joint Chamber of Commerce uh, issues. We have a joint uh, climate change uh, collaboration happening at Mohawk College. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope this is a blip in the, in the, in the relationship. Uh, you know, there's an election coming up. We'll see, uh, we'll see who gets elected. And, you know, our, our view has always been we need to be neighborly and collaborative with our, with our neighbors. Uh, we don't need to be talking about annexing and, uh, and taking over. Uh, we should be looking at efficiencies, uh, you know, throughout the process and having a, a relationship that actually engenders those kinds of efficiencies. And we've talked about uh, transit enhancements between Hamilton and Burlington, and that we've, we've made some, uh, some positive changes to, to do that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, we ought to be taking over Burlington to try and achieve those enhancements. We can do it in different ways. And so, uh, you know what, I, I, I don't want to give this too much credibility. What, what Winkai will say is that uh, I'm not going to be arbitrarily going to the province and putting a plan on the table without having a discussion with my council about what we need to do and what our position is in terms of uh, you know any changes that we might see in our kind of ward boundary configuration and i think other municipalities ought to be doing the same so to throw that out as a flyer without any consultation even with your own council or with your regional council which is where most of the expenditures are going to land uh, i think is a little rich Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Mr. Mayor, uh, thanks so much for time today. Really appreciate it. Other than that, Bill, I don't have an opinion on that. I thought, okay, well, I'll, uh, maybe at some <laughs> other point you'll get off the fence, all right? Pre- <laughs> thanks again, Mr. Mayor. Right. Ha- Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Your thoughts on this, 905-645-3221, start 9900. Uh, from the Burlington perspective, from the Hamilton perspective, from the Waterdown perspective, should Waterdown be part of Burlington? That's what Mayor Goldring was talking about. Yesterday said he's already had some discussions with provincial officials about that. Dave, you're first up on this. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thoroughly disgusted, <clears throat> very angry, very livid. Went through this with Aldershot. In my opinion, stolen from us. That's history. But now it's going to repeat itself again, maybe perhaps. Uh, why did Mr. Goldring ask the province maybe to uh, consider looking some of the, the uh, development uh, 
uh, land that's frozen in, in Burlington. Why, why did he not do that first publicly? I think we have a man who, who is behind the polls in his city right now, and he had a desperate political attempt. Um, you know, uh, we Burlington doesn't realize this, but they are a suburb of Hamilton. If anybody's going to an- annex anything, we're going to annex them before they'll annex us. And I don't care what smoke, most smoke screen that this golden guy in Burlington is trying to lay down. This is about a tax and land grab. And after all the millions of dollars of our taxpayers' money that Hamilton put into Waterdown, he thinks he's just going to come and take it for free? What are you smoking, Mr. Goldie? I, I, I am totally livid. I mean, this is just disgusting. It's greedy. I just, I hope, I hope uh, Hamilton prevails in this. I'm just afraid that maybe uh, there's been a backroom deal done already like there was last time in Aldershot. It's well, very, and, and, very and that's the concern here, Dave. I mean, you know, you've got a new government in Queen's Park right now. Uh, you already know that during the election campaign, Mr. Ford talked about, yeah, you can go out, maybe we should build, be, be building on the, in, through the Greenbelt. Uh, the places to grow policy that was supposed to be the template uh, apparently is up for review right now. So we don't know what's going on. And obviously, look at what he's doing with the city of Toronto right now. So, yeah, at, you know, for people to say, oh, this is never going to happen, they, whoever thought he was going to try to reduce the size of Toronto City Council, and he's doing that. Well, that's a scare factor that we have with this guy. And, um, you know, it, it just irks me that uh, it's a leadist attitude and over over across the bay. I think they can just come and grab part of Hamilton for free after. Uh, and, and the mayor of Hamilton has correctly stated the millions of dollars that we we have put in there. I mean, uh, if we have to give up land, uh, water down by a bad decision by by the, the people in Toronto, then they better be paying their uh, what what paying us back for what we put into that community. I hope it doesn't happen. I want Hamilton to remain. In, I want water down to remain in Hamilton. To, to me, really. This is a future tax grab because Waterdown is going to be a booming area. They got their eyes on it. They want to steal from us. End of story. This is what this is about, Mr. Kelly. Appreciate the call, Dave. Thanks so much. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Frank, you're next on the Bill Kelly Show. Hi. Hi. Good morning, uh, Bill. Um, uh, let me just get my train of thought here. Uh, isn't it nice that we hear two sides of the story? Uh, you know, after this has gone into print and everything is go- uh, kind of blown under, into the wind here, you know, I, I think Rick Goldred, uh, firstly, uh, owes our our mayor an apology. Why wouldn't he sit down with our mayor in the, in the, right in the start and, in, you know, together alone and say, I have a proposal here, Fred. We are in a situation like this. You're in a situation like that. We'd like to do this. But, you know, our mayor just described what we all need to know and what we, the facts of the matter and how much we have supplemented water down, rightfully so, because they are part of our community. And I think it's un, very undoing that this starts up. Now, this, this is, you can just hear the, the news this morning, uh, Bill, that other communities are starting to think about this. This over-aggressiveness by some of, the, of our leaders today, um, you tell me who is um, fortifying this kind of attitude, Without having the respect of discussing it amongst them, the, the the people that are you know paramount uh, roles in our in our uh, uh, government to decide on the facts rather than getting a, a, a brainwave and come out in the open and start something up like this that's not going to be highly controversial. It seems to me that somebody's going to try to make Ontario a city. Don't like it, Bill. Well, listen, but the the whole thing that we're facing right now, Frank, is, is uh, and again, this was not initiated by Queen's Park. Mayor Goldwyn told us that he was the one that initiated this conversation. 
uh, but he says he did not get any any cold shoulder on this, and they said they were going to reassess everything. Now, that's news to me. I did not know that this government was going to look at how this province is governed from community to community. Uh, and, and are we into a situation right now where, where their mantra is simply going to be, I'm going to destroy everything that the last 14 years of government did? Uh, but which well, what I find interesting, because this whole concept of amalgamation of regional government was put in by the conservative government back in the 70s and, of course, with Mike Harrison in around the 1990s. So this is not a liberal plan. This was their plan at the time. And is it working? Well, you can have that debate. Is it as efficient as it could be? Absolutely not. But show me a better way. Show me a better way. But, Bill, if if it's not working, you don't just destroy everything and start over again. You have to get together and make it work in a manner whereby it should be uh, uh, resolved. in a Everybody today, let's get to the bottom line on this, Bill. Everybody's concerned about their municipal taxes. Sure they are. They're rising. Now, just look at this, Bill. How many... Hamilton alone has lost a great amount of tax base in industry. Now, all communities cannot have the equal amount of industry or tax base outside of residential. But how is that solved? Well, it, it's, it's solved by just a regular business climate of the times. Either you've got something that somebody wants to come to for whatever reason, and one of them is business is not going to come if the taxes or the operational costs are going to be exorbitant. So maybe that's where we should be starting is getting people in here on the premise that we're going to give you a break so that we'll all win in the end because they'll, they'll grow. And it's kind of the conservative philosophy, I must, I must admit. But you can't get something out of nothing. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a metaphorical examination here. i got about 30 uh, seconds left here, Frank. Well, you, you know, you got, you got Fred and or, or uh, Rick in, a, in quicksand right now, and one guy, if he wiggles, he's going to go down in it, and if, if they both put their hands up, they'll both be pulled out. That's all I got to say. It's togetherness and getting a, a common uh, agreement on this thing rather than shooting one, one of us down. Uh, thanks so much, Carl. We're just a bit out of time, Frank. Appreciate it. Uh, sorry to the ones I couldn't get to today, but obviously uh, this is a discussion that's not going to go away today. Uh, the, the ball is really in the province's court right now. I mean, you know, Mayor Goldring says they've already had discussions. Uh, you know, is the province going to respond? Are they going to say, yeah, let's let's have that debate, let's have that discussion, or will they simply come down out of their ivory towers at Queen's Park like they did to Toronto and said, oh, by the way, we're changing the way you're governed right away? I don't know what's going to happen. As a matter of fact, uh, based on that, um, based on this court decision that's going to be coming down pretty soon, we're going to get a pretty good idea about how the province is going to respond to this. And, uh, and uh, Frank's point is quite right. I mean, there's already some discussion now about in other people in this area that are saying, well, maybe we should break this whole thing up then. Maybe we should. But shouldn't we talk about it first before you decide to blow the whole thing apart? Lots more to come on this one. It can, you can bet on that over the next uh, few days. Uh, they're kind of tied up with the Toronto situation right now, so I don't anticipate we're going to hear from Queen's Park on this anytime soon. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Uh, I'm sure the Premier is happy with the announcement uh, moments ago from C- the uh, appeals court here in Ontario. Uh, they have announced this morning that they will continue with the stay that uh, the province had asked for. Uh, and this all has to do with the reduction of the size of Toronto City Council. Uh, of course, obviously, the, the Ford government wanted to move it down to 25 uh, from the original 47, and uh, the city appealed that, and apparently this, the appeal is not going to go through. Or so, That's the latest word we have now. Joining us to talk about the implications of this is Andrea Perella, who is an associate professor and director 
at the Laurier Institute for the Study of Public Opinion and Policy at Wilfrid Laurier University. Andrea, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Good to be here. All right, try to decipher this stuff for us, will you? Where are we now, and what does this decision mean? It means that Toronto will have an election based on Doug Ford's plan of 25 wards. All right, so that's it's settled now. Are, are there a, a, the possibility of any more appeals? Can the Toronto uh, City Council do anything about this now, or are they simply stuck with this decision? Well, they're pretty much stuck with this decision. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's settled. Um, the judge said, given the imperativeness, basically they have to make a decision now because the election is happening soon, um, and so they rendered a decision based on that context. Um, but the idea whether this is settled is, is, is not, um, that question has not been settled, um, because the idea is that after the election, there will be some deliberations and some, and some talk about where do we go from here. Um, and so politically, this is not settled. Constitutionally, legally, that's a different matter. Um, but politically, it, this is not over, as, as we can say. And I guess one of the uh, the offshoots of this, obviously, is uh, the government uh, will not be invoking the notwithstanding clause now because they don't need to. That's right. Um, so the, the appeal court um, believe that um, the original court, or the original judge, erred in ruling that Bill 5 was unconstitutional. Um, so the, the province has the right, according to the appeal court, the right to... Um, interfere in the way that it did. Uh, whether that's appropriate, whether that's a nice thing to do, again, that's a whole different ballgame. Um, but uh, constitutionally, it is uh, the, the appeal court ruled that, yes, uh, Doug Ford was within the Constitution to do what he did. And, and wasn't that the crux of a lot of the outrage that resulted from that the initial provincial decision uh, to, to reduce the Toronto City Council size? Uh, even after the, ele- the middle of an election campaign. I, I, I think everybody, I, I think, is aware of the fact and probably accepts the fact that, look, at every municipality, Hamilton, Toronto, everyone else, are, are children of the province. And, and you know, we, we exist at the behest of the province. We, we all get that. But I, I, I think it shocked an awful lot of people that, uh, that they, the province would come down in, in the way that they did. It's timing more than anything else, I think. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and uh, I think the public, uh, in, in general, the public, the electorate, voters, are very concerned about the way this was handled. Um, and there's a poll that's uh, that just out by Ipsos that shows that most Canadians, most Ontarians, definitely most Torontonians, are opposed to the way this was handled. Uh, had had uh, the Conservative government waited until after this round of municipal elections to say, all right, next time, next municipal election, we're going to have a few rewards, we're going to save taxpayers money, we're going to streamline um, this, that, and the other, I think then there would be a lot less opposition. But the timing smacks of, of, of revenge, of, of, that the that, that Ford is just out to get Toronto. Um, and so it, it doesn't seem politically... Appetizing, and, and, and a lot of Canadians are, are seeing this as a, a very vicious political ploy, not governance. So that's what they're concerned about. I don't think Canadians are really concerned about or or are thinking mainly about the constitutional slash legal nature of this question. They're more looking at the appropriateness, of the 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 manner in which governments behave towards towards the public. And I think this is the, the, the crux of the matter. That's why I don't think this issue is necessarily settled. Legally, it may be, unless they take it to the Supreme Court. And I believe the judges who, um, well, not judges, the, the lawyers uh, who 
were contesting Doug Ford's moves here are prepared to go to the Supreme Court, so we may not have heard the last of the legal arguments, but uh, politically, I, I think the concern is, um, or, or people are asking, can, can our politicians really do this? Well, and, and because we've been there and done that, I mean, you know, here in Hamilton, we went through the amalgamation, well, what was, what, 18, 19 years ago, I guess, that the, the Mike Harris government said, okay, you're going to be amalgamated. But th- there was a process, Andrea, as you've, as you've referred to, that, I mean, there was public consultation. There were, you know, community meetings about this. They, they took input from community leaders and from elected officials. Now, I don't know if they listened to it for, to any extent. They may have already had a predetermined idea what they wanted to do, but at least they went through that process. That, that didn't happen here. And Toronto had a referendum. Exactly. Um, right. Um, so, uh, no, that did not happen here. Well, it did not happen in a formal sense. They didn't have uh, public consultations as they normally do, where they would go to different cities and, and book uh, a venue and have presenters uh, either give oral presentations or, or um, uh, deliver um, reports or documents to, to, to air their particular perspective. Um, Doug Ford's interpretation is that he consulted voters during the campaign. Um, that may not be the same as what is expected from public consultations, which is more deliberative, more formal, uh, and, and, and documented. So you actually have papers that you can consult. You can go to a website and download the materials that were shared at these public consultations. That, that is not present here. So there is the absence of that. Um, but even if there were public consultations, the, the province is well within its right to say, oh, we'll just do whatever we want. Um, so, again, it's, 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 the, it's a distinction between what is legal and what is deemed to be appropriate. And, and I don't disagree, by the way, about the, your, the perception, because I've heard it from others, and I feel the same way about vengeance. I mean, he made a lot of enemies uh, during his brief time on Toronto Council, and, uh, and even some of his allies, uh, when Ford suggested this, said, ah, oh, this is great, we're going to get rid of all those NDP guys from Council. So you have to wonder what the motivation really was for this. Yeah, we, we, we may not fully know the motivation. Um, it, it could be uh, trying to minimize the, the influence of... NDPers on council, as, as Doug Ford would like to say, um, it, it's unclear at this t- at this stage because that, that is not something that that is is fully apparent. Uh, we're, we're speculating that it's about that. It, it was a, a populist move, though. I mean, in, 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 you go talk to anybody who's running for public office or any, or I, I can open lines or announce that should we have fewer politicians? You know that ninety percent of the people are going to say yes because most people seem to have a low opinion of politicians until they yeah. need them, obviously. Certainly, but but you have to build a business case to to do something like this, don't you? And suggest this is going to be more efficient. Yes, and the empirical evidence shows that it's not. Uh, when you reduce the size of a legislature in the name of saving money because you're paying fewer elected officials, you're not, you're not eliminating the work um, because uh, you're not eliminating the, the demands that come from the population. Uh, that's always going to be there. It's almost like saying, well, you know, let's streamline the medical system and have you know, fewer doctors. Um, that's not going to eliminate the number of sick people. So it's the same thing. And when you look at the evidence, you'll see that it becomes even more expensive. Legis- elected officials rely on more staff, more research staff, more resources to get more work done that would otherwise would have been done with more um, elected officials. Uh, so I'm not making a case that we need more politicians, but in a complex society such as ours and, and, and a complex, uh, diverse society such as Toronto, 
Um, maybe many, many, many more uh, counselors is not the answer, but fewer counselors may not be the answer as well. So we'll see what happens under 25. Uh, but I, I, uh, the evidence suggests that less is not necessarily a savings. You will spend money more on other things, and and the public may get less service as a result. Well, I saw that happen. I mean, I was on Hamilton Council after amalgamation uh, for nine years, and uh, we saw exactly what you've just described occur. Uh, there were fewer elected officials, sure. But all of a sudden, there was a ballooning number of staff people that had to be hired to accommodate the request and the services that had to be supplied here. Uh, and it did not save money. I mean, initially, it did over the first couple of months, and, and but then there were buy-up packages, and then we had to hire more staff to replace those people, and it ended up costing more money. And, and I know that happened in Toronto, and it's happened in just about every other amalgamated city, where they said, okay, reduction is going to be a savings to us. It just doesn't work that way. Because the public only sees the elected official. They don't see the mechanics behind uh, those offices. Uh, and, and this is something that is totally out of view. We, we see in the news uh, speeches from elected officials, from party leaders. We don't see the back office. Uh, and that is true of any industry. Uh, we see the, the salesperson, but we don't see the back office that supports the, sale, the salesperson. Uh, you know, we see the, the doctor, but we don't see the back office that supports the doctor. So this is the problem um, that, uh, that, uh, of awareness. Um, so, yes, you see the elected official, and you may have an, a negative view of politicians, so the less of those, better. But there's a back office. There's a back administration to all of those offices, and you cannot easily reduce that. What's going to happen next? I mean, I'll ask you to crystal ball here for just a couple of seconds. And uh, th- there's a story going on here in Hamilton, by the way. The Burlington Mayor uh, Rick Goldwing apparently has already had some discussions with some people at Queens Park about about annexing Waterdown out of Hamilton and taking it over to Burlington. I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, but he mentioned to us when he was on the program just a, a little while ago, Andrea, that that uh, he got the sense from the ministry uh, that, that you know, they're looking at, uh, at governance right across the province right now. Are we, is there going to be a review of amalgamation of regional governments? Uh, is, is everything going to be on the table now? I believe one of Doug Ford's priorities is to reform municipal governments across the board. Uh, and one idea that I recall discussed during the campaign was um, reforming municipalities so they have strong mayors as opposed to having councils that can hold a mayor to account. Um, so we may be heading in that direction, and maybe this interference with Toronto was, uh, and, uh, and also interference with other regional governments that were that had appointed, uh, that he appointed the chair, as opposed to having the, the chair of, the, of those regional municipalities elected uh, in a, uh, from the residents there. So this could be all initial steps towards major reforms of municipalities so that mayors are more independent and they can do they can get away with more uh now why that is a motivation i don't know i mean there could be speculation that it may benefit developers who have fewer individuals to appeal to as opposed to trying to make your case to a council um, which uh, of, of many people you, you can make your case to a mayor a single mayor uh, which is more likely to to uh, uh, permit developers to to um, buy up land and convert it into housing or whatnot. So there, there could be something to that, but that's all speculation. But I, I, I did hear during the campaign that that was one of his priorities, is, is to uh, make mayors stronger. 
Uh, I'm certainly the, uh, an awful lot of the mayors that would love to see that sort of thing going on, too, because, well, for instance, here in Hamilton, obviously we have a, a mayor and, and, and 15 other people on council, but the reality is, is he's only one vote on council. And you're right, the, the strong mayor formula uh, gives the mayor immense powers, uh, actually to appoint some staff th- uh, through his office as opposed to by the council. Uh, and, of course, the, you get into other areas about they can get into, too. Uh, I don't know that, uh, that, that there's any proven record that that's a better system. Well, it all depends on who benefits. Yeah. Uh, um, at the end of the day, who, who benefits? Is it the citizens? Is it taxpayers? Is it industry? Is it developers? Who knows? Um, but that is a movement that we're seeing as well. At the same time, there's also some discussion about maybe it's maybe Canada has matured to the point where municipalities should be recognized as a constitutional order of government. Uh, and there are ways to do that without necessarily amending the, uh, the Constitution. Um, but a city like Toronto, which has matured beyond just that of a, a municipality, it has matured to the point that it accounts for a great chunk of Canada, uh, Canada's and Ontario's economy. Um, it, it's, it's very important strategically to um, the nation's well-being, you know, it, it, just the, the number of decisions and, and industries and, and companies that are based there and money that flows through there. Um, so there could be increased talk about having municipalities recognized as maybe not an official order of government, but as a devolved order of government, uh, similar to the Northwest Territories or to the Northern Territories, which act like provinces, but they're not yet technically a province. Um, they're devo- they have powers devolved to them uh, and they behave like provinces so municipalities may be hoping to to um, see that happen in in the future to prevent um, provincial governments from messing around with their affairs that's a discussion i'd certainly like to see happen sooner than later andrea thanks as always great to get your perspective on this appreciate the time today my pleasure take care andrea pearl of course uh, from wilford lawyer university The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.